0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In the Crease with Danny and Kevin, a a coast-to-coast discussion of D2 Men's Lacrosse. I'm your co-host, Kevin Stentrum, and with me, as always, is our navigator extraordinaire, Danny Moran. How's it going, Danny? Navigator extraordinaire, huh? Okay. Yeah, well, we're going to need your navigation because the next few episodes, we are embarking on a new journey into uncharted waters. Yes, you're not talking with any D2 players or coaches. Well, well, sort of former former the the person that is waiting to come in right now is no longer in D2. In fact, he's dead to us. (laughs) We're just letting him on for this last time. But (laughs) the reason why (laughs) the reason why, as as we have seen the past two years, a coach who went to the D2 championship transitioned after that championship game to a head coaching position at D one school two years ago is coach Levine from mercy. And this right. year it is coach Ryan from mercyhurst. So you and I talked about, we thought it'd be really interesting. There's a few other movements that have gone around out there. That would be interesting to get them back on the podcast and just take a glimpse of how that journey happened and what's happening during that journey from D two to D one. Kevin,
1: I am so excited
0: to have Coach Ryan on. He's
1: like the best of, of, yeah, so of the best.
0: I thought about this. He he is one of our favorites because I think this is like the third or fourth time he's been on our show. And actually, I had it was it was a good offense for a defense there when I said he's dead to us because this is <laughs> a lot. he's gotten so big for that he probably will never want to come on again. He's a coach for the PLL Water Dogs, and now the head coach for Mount St. Mary's, and he's a, a nappy dresser. Yeah,
1: he looks great in his niece's cowboy hat. He's got a stuffed snake around (laughs) his back and a brand new the Mount sweatshirt
0: on. This may be the only only episode I put on YouTube of ours. (laughs) And maybe you cut out our faces Uh, and just show Coach Ryan. Well, let's just bring him in. Hey, Coach, how you doing?
2: Good, guys. Welcome to the funny farm at this point.
0: Uh, go gonna, try.
2: You guys have just a little avenue into whatever the hell my life has turned into over the past month. So right now, this is just regular life for me. Stuffed snakes, cowboy hats, <laughs> in my brother's basement. Like, there's nothing that's normal, regular. No, what What you see is what you get. There's a whole lot at
0: this point well we love so, it we love it yeah it. it's hilarious the, the well first of all congratulations on being named the head coach i think that's yes, great congratulations I, Thank you know, you. M- mount saint mary's is a, an hour and 10 minutes from my house so now i've got to go see a, a, a mount lacrosse game sometime uh this season but tell us how that i want to know how did that all transpire before you get into the funny farm what you had to do once you <laughs> became the coach and your your travels uh after that how did that all transpire?
2: Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, it, well, it, really, the whole opportunity came up because uh, my athletic director at Mercy, or Brad Davis, became the the athletic director at the Mount, and um, he he called me, you know, called me up. I think I think it was the um, the Charlotte weekend. Of the PLL, Brad called me on a uh, early on a Friday morning, and he said, "Do you have a minute?" And I said, "Brad, every time you say that to me, it's never good." <laughs> uh, and, and he said, "Well, I'm, I'm moving on to Mount Saint Mary's, and and I, you know, I thanked him, and I really thought it was a, a uh, I thought it was a very fitting move for him, like a real smart move. um One thing led to another, and I think it was just one of those things. Like he kept sort of his his developments were were going on at the mount. He kept dropping hints to me and i'm too thick-headed to pick up on anything environmentally around me so i, I really didn't <laughs> take any of the hints and finally he just came out and said listen would you be interested in the job and yeah i, I said that's funny because karen and i talked about it last night and she gave her blessing for me to you know to to take a look at the situation wow um, so uh one thing led to another, and you know and I just thought it was a great opportunity for for me professionally and my family and i and I thought the the timing was right at in my you know in the arc of my career uh to make to make a move so um there's been other opportunities over the years that for whatever reason just didn't fit or didn't make sense and I thought that I thought that this one made uh, uh a lot of sense.
1: Oh that's that's amazing coach and you know what the, the Mount couldn't have gotten a better guy and a better coach so we wish you nothing but success there but I'll tell you right now I for one I'm going to miss you at Mercyhurst I am going to miss you I love those games uh watching you play uh watching those Wingate Mercyhurst games have always been great for me to watch and uh, I'm going to miss that I really
2: am yeah, I think Coach Boyle was particularly heartbroken uh of be, uh, because of my departure uh <laughs> with it. So I and I'll tell you guys, it was it was tough. So um you know the, the, Brad Brad ended up offering me the job. Um, went home that night and we had a you know a team Ryan family meeting. Um Karen and I stayed up for a while talking about it, and and I had to catch a flight, I had to leave for a flight out of Buffalo at four in the morning and I didn't I don't think I went to bed till about two and and when I when I went to bed that that night I had to tell Brad the following morning um I went to bed and I I I told myself I was just going to stay at Mercyhurst um huh? God, I was good with it and uh I not. I think there was a separation of sort of my head and my heart at that time yeah. Um, but I went to bed and I, I'd, I'd said, all right, you know, I'll give Brad a call in the morning and tell him I'm not going to accept a job. Um, woke up in the morning and K- Karen and I had a little more of a talk. And, and she said, Hey, if this is something that you really want to do, you know, we'll find a way to, to make it happen. Now I didn't know that finding a way to make it happen involved me moving into my brother's basement. Like, like I'm a 15 year old runaway or something at this point, but I, I didn't, um, but I, I you know i on a on a way to Buffalo out to the airport I called Brad at like six fifteen in the morning and accepted the job woke him up I figured he had to take my call at that point yeah, so yeah. I right, him up right. and told him he um, made you have like no
0: sleep you know, the night before so it was his turn to to not have sleep
2: <laughs> yeah no i'm and, and I'm getting on this plane I hate to fly so I'm nervous I'm completely strung out from a lack of sleep at this point. Um, and I sit down next to this very nice lady and, and to tell you the truth, not to sound like too much of a wimp or a big baby, but I, I literally cried the whole way to New York city, uh, dealing yeah. with, you know, breaking 23 years of relationships. I was going to ask dads, you that. You know, yeah. Really a way of life. Um, of course, you know, yeah. and the, and the poor lady next to me is like, oh my God, you know, and, and, you know like, is all right. So uh, yeah, so it, it it was difficult, but you know, change always is, it's, you know, change yeah. is sort of the meeting of the old and the new and, and it's uncomfortable. But like I said, at this point, I thought it was, um, the right thing to do. And I thought it was the right time to, to make those, these decisions.
0: Yeah. I'm, you answered that question for me, cause that was one of my questions, how tough it was. And you could tell just what you said. I mean, you went from going to sleep saying, I'm going to stay to then turn it around and going. And that, that is always tough. And you look at what's going on at Mount St. Mary's with, with Brad Davis, very interesting, right? Uh, He's taken over for the the retiring AD Lynn Robinson, who'd been there for 42 years and whose dad, Jim Phelan coached basketball there from 1954 to 2003. I mean, that is, that's a seed change from that legacy of the Phelan family to, to what Brad Davis is. And that, and does that excite you too? That seems to me like that would be kind of interesting. Uh, it, just an excitement of a of a seed change in the athletic program.
2: Yeah, you know, Lynn, what what a woman! Um, she remembers everybody's name. She came down into into Waldron, where my where the lacrosse offices and soccer offices are last week, and she's seeing you know all the soccer teams had reported back, and she knew all the kids by name. Like wow. I can't remember my. You know, every basically every Wednesday, I can't remember my own kid's name. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. And here she is; she's hugging people, and and I mean, there's been a Phelan at the Mount for nearly 70 years. I think if I yeah. do the, if I do amazing, the, yeah. And, and when I interviewed for the job, I met with Lynn, and and uh, we ended up talking about the old Randolph-Macon Mount Saint Mary's basketball rival. Oh, and that's she, awesome! Yeah, and she looks at her watch. She goes. Oh my God! There's only five minutes left, you know. So there was sort of just you know that connection right away, and and Brad comes in, and I know Brad has some some things that he wants to do, and I think the school has some things that they want to accomplish. So it is it is a pretty exciting time, like not to sit here and and like start going into my spiel, um, but there you know there is a I think a good amount of change that's going to be going on, and and Brad has proved. From what he did at Mercier, so he's more than capable of bringing in those changes. And I, I don't know. I guess. I guess maybe I'm indicative of those changes or an example of those changes. We'll We'll wait and see.
1: Well, well uh, Have you Have you met the team yet? Have you sat with the team and?
2: Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm. A, there's a lot of my life right now that's in absenteeism. <laughs> uh, it causes a major amount of guilt. Like I said. So you whirlwind
0: know, doesn't even whirlwind's not even the right word. Coach, no, tell it's total tell, mayhem. Tell,
1: tell the listeners your last week, just this past week, just what you went through.
2: Okay, well, I'll, I'll we'll use this past weekend as example of what has been the last three weekends because the only thing that's changed is the locations. That's
1: okay. It. All right, so, here um, we go.
2: Yeah, so so last Wednesday, I drove. I was I was at the Mount for the week. Wednesday night, drove back to Erie. You you blew our um, podcast
0: podcast recording off last week. You blew it off because you had an alumni Zoom meeting.
2: Yeah, no, and I totally forgot. I can't keep so anything <laughs> right now. It's we're so lucky that I made my way onto this. <laughs> I know
1: I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna well, say
2: that. So um Wednesday. drove back to Erie Wednesday night, yeah. was in Erie Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning. I got up at oh God. I got up at 2.45 in the morning. I had a 5 o'clock flight Oof. out of Cleveland. So drove here oh to Cleveland, took my, took my, or excuse me, 7 o'clock flight. I had to get there two hours before. It's an hour right. and a half. To I got up 2.45, got myself together out of the house 3.15, get to Cleveland, fly to Seattle, get off the plane, um, suffering massive jet lag already. Practice that night. Get up the next day. We didn't. Pl- we didn't play until eight o'clock at, or seven thirty at night, right. um, which
0: is ten thirty your regular time.
2: Yeah, you're just you're just a mess <laughs> when you're doing this. Like I'm generally a mess. This is just like a force <laughs> multiplier is what it is. <laughs> um, thank God we won. The guys, put, the Water Dogs, played real well. Got up the next morning, Sunday morning, flew back to Erie. Was in Erie, you know, you get off the plane. I got on the plane at like 9.55 in the morning. I get off in Cleveland. It's already like 5 o'clock at night. You've you've gone through a time warp.
1: Right, um, right.
2: Drove back to Erie, did some wash, said hello to the family, ate some dinner, and uh, got up at 5 in the morning today. Drove to the Mount, drove to Emmitsburg, was there by 10.30, spent the day in the office, and now I haven't eaten, like, Guys, just hang on, guys, because please, God please don't pass out. out, out of my us. Mouth. Yeah, I'm jet lagged, exhausted. I haven't eaten. I already answered the call with a with my nieces. I'm in my brother's basement with my nieces. You know, rodeo hat and a stuffed snake, and now you know why. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: it it all makes right perfect now, and, sense now.
2: What, no, yeah, and then what? I think I fly out for Salt Lake Thursday play front yeah so it's just been one French repeat
1: is yeah. what it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, tough, man. That's tough, but it's fun. It's exciting.
2: Well, you know what when, when I was uh, a high school hockey player, I had a, I had a, a head coach who was who was pretty tough. And uh it was not I mean basically every week we did something to irritate him and we'd end up in a sprint practice for two hours and we used we used to call it zombie zombie stage. Where you'd be on your stomach, you'd blow the whistle. You've been sprinting for an hour and a half, and you just got up, and your legs—you just went like you didn't like you're past tired, you're past pain, you were past, and that's where I am right now. I'm yeah. past tiredness, I'm past pain. You just get up and you just go. And at the, at the end of this, you know, hopefully Karen doesn't change the locks on the door when I when when I do appear in Erie at some point.
1: Well, if you come with that hat and the snake, I'm sure she'll be like,
2: "Come on in, let me take that off." You here. know, she wouldn't even be shot. Yeah, no, she, she, she'd just be like, "Oh, you're home. Like, you know, there's food in the fridge." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We already we, ate. So, Go ahead and have something. If your
2: dad's home. Yeah, he's got a snake on him. Like, it wouldn't even, no one would even bad an eyelash. All
1: right, so let's talk about lacrosse and the Mount. Sure. What's going on when the practices
2: begin? yeah we'll get going um give the kids this week to sort of get get their bearings about them and and everything else and I still haven't met everyone as a whole I've met the team on zoom we've been doing some some team activities but we'll have a we'll have our first face to face tomorrow um we'll get going September 11th um with with fall Ball. and we have uh I think we have we have one date set up we'll actually just can't escape it. Coach Novotny's got us coming back to Seton Hill for a <laughs> scrimmage. We'll, we'll scrimmage right. uh we'll scrimmage Cleveland State and Seton Hill. And then on October 22nd, we're actually going up to um Ann Arbor. We'll we'll scrimmage uh my beloved uh Wolverine's and uh Bellarmine. So we got two good scrimmage dates set. Wow,
1: that's
2: great. Yeah, so we're gonna get moving and shaking with these guys. You know, I I wanted to get off to a fast start with them, and I I wanted to sort of shake things up a little bit, and and uh, and I, th- I think they're really looking forward to it. It'll be, it should be a good fall. Well, yeah, Coach, I'm sure you're, you're going to oh, do
0: a good job there. I'm yeah. sure you are. Yeah, and you're keeping the band together. Coach O'Hagan joining you at the Mount. How do you feel about yeah. that? How did you convince
2: well, I him? Well, I don't think it, it – I mean, quite honestly, like stuffed snakes and cowboy hats aside, like, I, you <laughs> know, I told Ryan that I wasn't going to make this move unless he came with me. Um, and I yeah. sincerely meant that, I mean, he is, he is, uh, he's done a lot for, uh, me professionally. He was completely 100%, um, a part of the success we had at, at Mercyhurst, um, never really met a guy who gave himself as an assistant coach. So like 100% to a program, um, I can tell you this, you know, s- sort of subsidizing the the, the Merciers program, Ryan and I never took one cent from any of any camp or any um prospect day we had or anything like that. That went one hundred percent to the program. And you're you're not gonna you're not gonna find many assistant coaches who uh who buy into that and wow. are completely loyal and completely bought into the success of the kids. So when it came when it, when it came to making the move to the mount, I told him, I said, I'm not doing this unless you come unless you're coming along with me. Um, and we both sort of took that leap of of faith together. I mean, I, you know, Brad asked me when when he hired me, you gonna bring Ryan with you? And I said, Listen, I I, you know, I trust that guy with my life. So yeah, right. I'm bringing him with me.
1: Yeah, we had Ryan on the program uh, last year, and he was a great guy. I loved him, and I said, and it's so these two together make a perfect team as a coach and staff. They really do. And and the product on the field showed it year in and year out. Without a Coach, doubt. D D two is gonna miss you guys. D two is going to miss you. And I guess, you know, you I guess you could say you owe a lot of your career to, to division two.
2: My career is division two at this point. Um and and I think it was a great match. It allowed me to you know, trial and error, make mistakes, correct mistakes, um, to, to, you know, try different things. I mean, I, I was never really, I was an assistant coach for two years. So it, it wasn't like I had 10 years of assistant coaching right. experience and took all these different things from different coaches. I mean, it was sort of like, yeah, the team's yours. Don't screw it up. And, uh, <laughs> it, trust me, I did my best to screw it up early on. <laughs> um, but I, I think, um, you know, I think Division two gave me the proper environment to, to sort of have that trial and error and develop relationships. Um, and I think the other thing that happened too is, is there was, there, there obviously had to be a consistency between Mercyhurst and myself. Like there, there had to be some shared goals and some outlooks. It had to be a good fit. Um, and it was, and, uh, and I'll be uh, forever grateful Um you know, to the opportunities that Mercyhurst granted me, and and uh, you know, it's it's obviously turned into a new opportunity. And they couldn't
1: have gotten a better guy. I, I still say that the best lacrosse game I ever saw was the Wingate Mercyhurst game at your alma mater, Randolph Macon. Four overtimes, and then in second overtime, the rain just opened up, and it was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. I was like, this is the greatest game ever. It was unbelievable. And, and if
2: I remember, I know we've talked about this on yeah. this game on an earlier. Broad podcast, yes. yeah. didn't, didn't like in the second overtime, like we missed a a transition situation and didn't Wingate end up with a breakaway? It's like something. There it, 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 it was there like, was so many exciting things that
1: happened in that the, that overtime, those four overtime periods. It was just like great saves, great checks, amazing ground ball war. You know, then the rain opened up, and I mean. I couldn't even see on the other side of the field. That was some storm that came and blew through there. I mean, we were soaked in seconds and these guys went out it. And you guys put one in the
2: basket at the end and got back yeah, on that, that bus know, the, the division and, and going back. And I, and Timmy and I talk about it, Timmy Boyle and I talk about it all the time. Sort of going back to the days of when him and I were just two young bucks and, and Tim actually had hair and I had more hair at that <laughs> point. Um, <laughs> You know, and going back to to you know coaching against Jack Kayley and Tommy and Tommy Postel and Sandy and and uh and Mike Serino and a host of, and a host of guys uh, back. To, you know th- those were that's the you know the, to to steal a line from my favorite movie Slapshot, Those that's the old Iron Leagues right there. That's the old yeah. Federal. Right, um, right. those you know you talk about being able to to cut your teeth and and grow and everything like those were brass knuckle street fights
1: (laughs) yes yes, when when you went
2: down and played on the patchy grass work at new york tech all right or 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 you go over to adelphi and you played you know we played in the last game on styles field i mean that's a legendary lacrosse field um so when you went down there those were i mean those games were not for the faint of heart whatsoever and and uh and there were i mean you mentioned that game against wingate but i mean to go back and think of all the classic lacrosse games, games won in the final seconds games were, yeah, there might've been some, there might've been some unpleasantries shared on the field by both teams. And you right, know, right. let's face it, let's face yeah. it Long Island reffing was always an adventure. Uh, when you <laughs> went down there, <laughs> yeah, I knew them all, my first name, I was like, you know, Tough. first of all, like everyone's name, Paulie or Vinny. <laughs> they're all adult, and they're all officiating our game, and Jack knows them like he's, he's like he's asking them how their kids are yeah. doing. Like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one could be this one could be tough. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but again, it was that kind of environment that I think allowed a lot of coaches to develop um, with with maybe being out of the complete public eye, like the scrutiny wasn't there your ADs weren't breathing down your neck and you were again you were allowed to sort of develop these programs and make mistakes and and just become a better coach, better person and and you know a lot of it does, goes back to that just that rivalry intense environment that division 2 was and is it's 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 a great product
0: 100% couldn't agree more without a doubt and and I I said you were dead to us coach you're not I mean we will will miss you a lot and and I'll tell you when when Danny take that back. Yeah.
2: I I do. I take it back
0: because I'll tell you when we were at the uh, championship weekend and we got to watch your practice and see how you relate to your players. You are a player's coach. You treat them with respect and you give them a lot of sarcasm and, and I saw how they reacted to you. And I see the same thing with coach O'Hagan. It's amazing to watch you two with a team and what you can do. And, and, I'm excited for Mount St. Mary's because I think they got the deal with you two and, and we wish you only the best and we are going to miss you in D2.
2: No, th- thanks guys. I mean, it, 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 like I said, it was not an easy choice um, or indecision. Like it, it was, I th- I think what I said was I didn't know that it was going to be so difficult to make a good choice um with it and you know you talk about that the relationships with the with the kids that that was the toughest like i i can tell you guys so when i did the zoom because i was i was in fairfield connecticut um and i had to i i wanted to try to get to the team before you know social media announced got yeah started. and guys i mean the only thing that i could compare the pit in my stomach, while on that Zoom with my kids, is like when, like when I've had to put one of my dogs down. Like, just I mean, yeah. it felt that horrible um, with it because the relationship with the kids is is what it's is what this whole profession is about. Um, you know, I'll never shoot a lacrosse ball or pick a ground ball up again in my life, and I don't think anyone is particularly interested in watching me try to attempt it. <laughs> Um, but it's helping those guys get into the best position to be successful for when they try to do those things on the field. And then hopefully taking maybe some of the things that you've taught and putting it into their personal life and their professional life. And I know a lot of that is coach speak and everyone says that, but that is the core of what we do as coaches, like the, the winning, the, the games, the recruiting. Um, That's all sort of, that's all secondary and peripheral to what you do with your kids when they're, when they're, you know, when they're, when they're wearing those school, school colors with that helmet strapped on their head. Um And I wonder about that, you know, I wonder at the Mount sometimes, you know, how long it's going to take me to develop those relationships with, with, with a new set of kids under new circumstances and everything else. But that is, you know, as a, as a coach, if you're going to be successful, those, those relationships have to be strong, and they have to be developed. And that's I'm in the early stages of that. Whole whole new set of challenges.
1: Well, I'm sure that they know what they got coming. And you know, I'm sure that these kids are like, hey man, we got Mercenaries Coach Chris Ryan coming in. I mean, it's not it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I, I I pray that the mount buys into you. I think they will. Yeah, you know I, I, think find they will, out. I think they will quickly, coach. I think you know, you have that personality. You draw people to you.
2: Yeah, well, and the the kids have been um, super responsive and open. Um, You know, it's tough when when one coach leaves and another coach comes in. I've I've said in in coaching, all you're doing is renting an office, like you're just renting space. Yeah, And, and and you know, there's I and I said it's and it's such a crappy deal. Like, it's not even rent-a-center. Like, you're not even renting the own. You can't, you're not even going to end up with a couch at the end of this or a new dinette set. Um, you're you're working hard enough to pay your rent and to be able to develop an environment in that home, in that program. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's I can't believe I just pulled off a rent-a-center analogy. But um, <laughs> you're just trying again you're just trying to develop those relationships to help the kids be to be successful and as a coach you know that there's a beginning and there's an end um i was very glad at mercier's to leave under my own um you know decisions and in my own situation but you know for when one coach leaves and another coach comes in you know that's that's tough on a team and there's going to be different personalities and there's going to be different opinions and i respect those opinions but at the end, we're all part of that Mount St. Mary's lacrosse team, and we're going to do right. what we have to do to, to be successful.
1: Well, Coach, thank you so much for coming on tonight again with us, guys. Uh, we really appreciate you. We, we love you. We, we, we so appreciate how many times you've come on and just talked about the history of lacrosse and, and your programs and the things that you do. You've been an extremely wonderful guest, and we wish you nothing but the best up at the Mount.
2: Well, I appreciate it, guys. And you guys, you know, we'll 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 sit here and, and lie tell a bunch of lies and say nice things about each other. And you guys need to send me a free t shirt or something <laughs> at the end. Of the <laughs> you know, you there is not a platform for division two lacrosse like you guys. And in in a lot of instances, I believe that, that uh division two gets an unwarranted sort of short end of the stick in some ways. And what you guys are doing to push those rivalries and that level of competition and those coaches out there at the division two level um i will forever be a, a division two coach uh i you know i know where i came from and i'll never forget that and like i said if the rent runs out brad might send me back to division two <laughs> at some point so i can't burn any bridges right now um but what you guys are doing for division two there's nothing like it out there you guys are doing an unbelievable job of of uh, bringing light to a bunch of players, a bunch of student athletes, coaches, and schools that, that deserve to be out in the public eye.
0: Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Chris Ryan. He is a classic. He's the man. I love him. He's a
1: great guy. I, you he know, is. I don't know what to say. Like, he, he's just such an ambassador for the game. He's larger-than-life personality. He's a phenomenal coach. He's done great things. Like I said, the best lacrosse game I've ever witnessed was a Mercyhurst game, and yeah. four overtimes and a massive storm at the end. It was an amazing game. And you know what Chris has done, and 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 Coach Hagan, oh Hagan, you know what they've done at Mercyhurst for a long time, Kevin. They've been there a long time, and they're making that jump to D one. And and the Mounts getting getting a great coach, man. They're, he's getting a great. They're getting a great one.
0: With with the new AD, if they put some emphasis on the lacrosse team, I think the sky's the limit. I think they will be a totally different team than what you've seen in the past. amount Mount, and they haven't been bad. They've had their runs. They've done okay. Yeah, they haven't gotten over where their name is not in in people's mouths in D one that much like some other other uh, schools. They'll never probably be at the Duke level, but they can be. They will be a really good team with Coach Ryan and Coach O'Hagan.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm sure they will be. I won't,
0: it won't take long. Mounting, you know, they've been kind of like a mediocre 500 kind of
1: team in the last couple of years, you know, but I think now it's going to change. I mean, he yeah. brings a lot. He brings a lot to the table, you know, and he's coaching these guys professionally, and I'm sure he's learning stuff up that, at that level to bring down to this, you know, to bring down to the mount. So I'm going to miss Coach Ryan. I, I really am. He's yeah. just been a great, um, a, a guest, he's been on several podcasts with us, and every time he comes on, he's just—he's just full of life, man. He is. Just, I love a what a great guy! Tell me, you wouldn't want to hang out with him for like five hours on a weekend? You just, just—I I told it, you it, that it, <laughs> when like, uh,
0: a, one time when I came down, it was—is when um, I think my son was a junior, Mercyhurst was playing Wingate, and I'm and I pull up to the hotel to check in mercyhurst is staying at the same hotel as me or yeah. i'm staying in the same hotel as them i go yeah, up yeah. And get my room and all of a sudden i hear this guy hey that sounds like the podcast guy it's coach ryan <laughs> yeah he's good so i sat he down really? with him the next morning at breakfast he sat down and talked to me we just shot the shit it was once again he's just it, a
1: good guy like he loves to, you know like he came on this podcast in the beginning when we first started, Kevin. He he, no questions about it. He came right on, Yep. and 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 then gave us ideas for other episodes, and we yep. ran with that and had him back on. And then, yep. you know, then his team goes to the championship this past year, and we were on and he invited us to practice, and we we got to hang out with them, and
0: just just a great guy. I'm gonna miss him. Yep, I hear you. All right, so we do have a little D2 lacrosse news tonight.
2: Got a lot of detail. Yeah,
0: news, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's it's a little subject. A lot to go through. The day after we dropped our last episode, Danny Caldwell announced that their head coach Alex Lopes, had stepped down to pursue other options. But they didn't waste any time. About a week later, they named a new head coach, the previous assistant, Blaze Mentinio. He's now the new head coach. So I thought for those that have been tracking all the head coaching changes in in D2 besides Caldwell and, of course, Mercer Harris, we talked to Coach Ryan today tonight, I thought we'd give a quick rundown. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Okay. Emery Riddle's head coach, Spencer Wims, he stepped down to take over the boys' lacrosse program at Charlotte Latin in North Carolina. Oh, wow. No coach has been named yet. That national search is underway. The Davis and Elkins head coach, Michael Zadroga, left after one year to start a new D3 program at Lawrence University. And Lee Tester, who was a former assistant at Alderson Broadus, was named the new head coach. So he's taken over there at at Davis and Elkins. David Salter, former assistant at Lander, was named the new head coach for Walsh University. You remember. Alex Gavarch used to be the head coach. He went over to Field College in D3. So David Salter, really good assistant. We've talked to his head coach, Coach Lapore, of how good he is. He's taking over for Walsh. And then we've got a few of those dominoes falling. Mars Hill, Coach Joe Turner moved on as an assistant at D1 Queens. And so Josh Coons, who was a former assistant at Maryville, was named the new head coach. Next domino to fall, another D1 going going over at U- University of Alabama Huntsville. Coach Connor Doyle follows Coach Turner. They coached together at UAH. That's Turner right. They're, is good the friends. They're good friends. Doyle now followed him as the other assistant at Queens under Nick Kolpitz. Now, no new head coach was named as of yet. That just happened, like I think last week. And then finally, UDC, the Firebirds, longtime assistant Matt Merritt. You may remember he right. was like a volunteer assistant for like eight years. He was he was full time last year's assistant. He was now named the head coach, taking over for Joe Stanalos. Well, good luck to him. Well deserved. He's been yeah. there a
1: long time, you know, and He lives, for long he was time. a,
0: he, and he was a player there. So he lives and breathes UDC. I UDC. think he's a great choice. We got to get him on. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have all of those folks on as we do our coaching changes in the next few weeks. But one last thing before we close Inside Lacrosse has been doing some interesting podcasts recently on recruiting. And as we head, into September, when that, those calls start happening, when the juniors get to be called by by head coaches or by, by programs uh, for recruiting, Terry Foy of Inside the Cross did several of these. He talked with Joe Amplo of Navy, Nick Myers of Ohio, Ohio State, Lars Tiffany of Virginia, and Andy Shea of Yale, all on their process for recruiting and what they look for and how they go about it. I would really recommend it. It was, it was, it's really good. It's really cool insight, something different, but it got me thinking, Danny, that we have some good recruiting episodes ourselves all the way back in our first season. Basically, we did a two part series in episode seven and eight about things that parents and high school players should think about. So kind of the opposite way that they, uh, Terry Foy talked to the coaches on what they did. Great insight. We kind of talked about it from being a parent. And what to look for and what things to do. We did two episodes on that. And then remember the one we did last year. It was actually season three, episode six. We had Reed Meyer from Athletes to Athletes on. He come and came and shared his story. And and for me, that really pointed to keeping your mind open and looking at really what you want to get out of your total college experience. Vice just lacrosse. Look at the whole picture. You know, and and we've talked about that. Before with other coaches and everything everyone's got that d1 or bust mentality and i think you yep. have to open that aperture to look at other avenues because other schools like d2 or d3 may have something that fits you better total total package that's right i agree with you and and i actually even shared that episode uh with reed meyer with several people uh parents of high school players and they were blown away by it they, they thanked me of it and they passed it on because so many of them are going through that, that stress with their kids. Of what do they do? Do they want to play? Where should they play? Et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of got them level set. You know what I'm saying? Not like, it's kind of like you just take a deep breath and look at the right. total picture.
1: It's a lot for these kids and these parents when, you know, the recruiting and the heavy recruiting and going through, and then all oh, that coach didn't get back to me. And I'm really interested in that school. And again, the D one or bust mentality. Yeah. Parents got news for you. Not a lot of kids get money at D one and they're not taking a bunch of kids. So, you know, you might want to just think about that next level down and, and, and division two is growing exponentially. Kevin, Yeah. Lots with, of opportunities with spots for kids and scholarships for kids that just keep growing and growing. so, so think about division two. When you're yeah, and I would say to anyone who,
0: who who are listening to this right now, if you haven't checked those episodes out, I would do so. I think those were really good that we did and I think they would they'd be helpful. They're not the total answer, but I think they would help. And parents, if you like that, you know, just share them with
1: high school guys that, you know, or people that you know that have kids in high school that are going through it. Share share it with them. And maybe they'll learn something and maybe something good will come out of it
0: totally agree and then as always like subscribe and leave us a review tell us how we're doing and then pass it along like you just said danny pass it along pass those recruited ones along to other people give some good food for thought absolutely and with that danny that's a wrap that's a wrap